0: I bet everything on Corey Feldman. But then it turns out he wasn't even in the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I think that bookie is just actually a thief.
1: (laughs) I think that bookie is just a mailbox, Zach.
0: (laughs) I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 209 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast.
2: We're halfway to a cleaning product.
0: We're not. It's a little more than halfway. That's true. Two hundred four point yeah. five was halfway.
3: Right, right. Was that there for that episode? Yes. Oh, two well, well, four maybe and not. a hundred
0: four and a half. Yeah. yeah, it was the one we did at the train station. Oh, we okay. Had to walk through that wall between the two right. platforms. Yeah, yeah. Man, one of the guys from Negative Land died. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Makes Is he, me like sad. The second you, uh,
1: one? Another one died previously, right?
0: Was one of them oh, has really? been dead for a while? I think
3: maybe that's what I'm thinking. H- how many are left? I don't know how many 11? there were. I, th- I thought there were two. I thought it was just
0: the two guys. No, there were always four or five people credited. Mark, okay. I think Mark Hosler is still alive, right? Have you ever seen them? No. You've no. lived here for a while, Jim, right? Uh, sorry, I can't oh, tell, I did, I I didn't can't know tell where you're looking or what's going on in that head of yours because you are cool. Yeah, you're I'm too cool, cool to, for people
3: to read my mind.
0: I'm going to post a picture of the cool dude mode that Jim is in for the recording of this podcast.
3: Yeah, I also... Placed my mic lower than usual so you can see up above my nose. So you can tell how cool I am. Oh,
2: uh, wow. All right. I think that's actually where it's supposed to be because that's like right in front of your mouth.
3: Whoa, that I should have thought of that yeah. months ago. Really? Sound doesn't come out of your eyes?
2: It doesn't come out of my eyes.
0: Mm. Huh. Jim's voice doesn't come out of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That'd be weird. You got like a weird Corsican Brothers thing going on.
2: That would be an odd kind of ventriloquism. Did you guys ever watch the Corsican brothers? No.
0: Is it the show where someone's voice comes out of someone else's eyes? No, it's a Cheech and Chong movie where each of them experiences the, uh, sensations that, it, that are the other one would normally be experiencing. So like, okay. they're, they're in all sorts of funny situations where one of them is having sex and the other one is trying to like, you know, have a, a proper prim oh, dinner conversation.
1: That's
3: or what the, uh. The Wachowskis ripped off for their new series. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, Sensei. Sensei. that you can feel. Okay. Wasn't yeah. uh,
1: wasn't they? Weren't they like a recurring thing on like Electric Company or something like that? Cheech and Chong, the Wachowskis. No, the Corsican Brothers.
2: Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't remember. I don't. I never really watched the Electric Company. I was more of a three, two, one contact kid.
1: Hmm.
0: Book and uh, book and magazine, magazine and television show.
2: I also had the magazine.
0: Yep. They subscribed had, to that for many many years they like little
2: code snippets in the yeah, back they, they would have games
0: that have basic games yeah they were they were often not very fun but sure. i always looked forward to and it was that was in a subsection of the magazine that was and that was excerpted from enter magazine i have oh, no idea oh, why, why
1: enter wow
0: i didn't subscribe to enter as a kid that seems like the kind of thing that i would have wanted and why didn't yeah, i add my parents have would have gotten it for me why didn't i ask time. them for that Maybe they thought it was porn.
3: <laughs> I always thought the the basic one liner in a magazine was a really cool medium for like almost poetry, like software game development and game development.
0: Yeah, you were talking about that book the other day. The um, I forget what the name of it is. It's the. The title of the book is just the line of code that just prints arbitrarily either a slash or a backslash in Commodore sixty four Basic, which then builds itself as a maze generator.
3: Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking of the ones that have a little a little bit more to it than that. There was a a game for the Apple II that was like probably two hundred characters. It's and it's just like it draws a field of asterisks scrolling up the screen and then you use the left and right arrow keys to control a v moving left and right uh and you're trying to dodge the meteors and that's the I'll whole game. I remember that specifically but like doesn't really do anything if you hit them. Oh, well, oh, maybe, maybe I'm it does. maybe
0: I maybe I modded it to work. Uh, you added some you added some sweet 80 by 25 collision detection. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, probably a score too. I
0: do remember that specific thing like I feel like I saw it in like a creative computing that I got on microfiche from The public library,
3: you know, given that the the tendency of like game developers to clone each other's stuff ceaselessly goes all the way back to Pong and probably earlier. I bet there were a dozen of those little V dodging asterisks games in different magazines, and each one had like, oh, a user submitted this. That's cool, and maybe some of them had working collision. And some of them didn't little known fact
2: that, uh, Terry Cavanaugh's VVVVV is actually just six lines of code, one right. for each V
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um,
0: huh. Did you grow t- Jim when you were a kid, did you have in any contemporary meaningful way like books of basic
3: games? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, any specific ones that you can <clears throat> remember? I was always too lazy to type them in, but I read them.
2: And just uh, imagined you just computed them in your mind.
3: I, I was looking for more interesting ideas. I mean, I was always like, I think those books are more for people who don't know how to program. Oh, really? Do you and, think so? Yeah, or, or, and are maybe
0: learning it. Or yeah, okay. Are, I can see learning it. But I feel like the subset of people who don't want to make games and don't want to know how to program is... Not that divergent from the subset of people who would be interested in, like, a Tim Hartnell book of basic games,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't type in a lot. I mean, I guess I did, actually. I spent a lot more time reading them than I did typing them in, Yeah. There was one I had like, uh, creating adventure games on your computer was a Tim Hartnell book that I had a copy of yeah. that I really, really liked and just read from cover to cover over and over and over again. And I it was remember, like, that's how I learned about arrays.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing the source code of, uh, an adventure game in a book and it was just a book length program. Um, yeah. And you're never going to, and I would, I would get my mom to type in. Stuff sure. Yeah. She yeah. She's time. in the steno pool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, um, it had all the text in the game. Since it was an adventure game and like you're typing it in, they realized that if you're typing in all the text in the game, you're basically like getting the plot of the game right. without actually playing it. And so they made you enter all this text in like an encrypted, like a ROT 13 kind of encryption format. Right. Oh, God. And it was just like you're typing in like f v, q, v b space. It's, like,
0: it's just like registering a copy of
3: Windows for
0: forty hours <laughs> exactly.
3: That's <laughs> exactly what it was. And it was just I can't imagine anybody actually typing this in. ah, uh, but but I enjoyed reading that that um that the source code. It was really interesting to see how they structured everything.
0: The reason that I knew to look for creative computing on microfiche was because of those David All books, AHL. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I had one of those. It was 101 basic computer games and more basic computer games. They I, were,
2: I had those. Yeah. There's like the red and the yellow. Yeah, yeah. The
0: first one was yellow and the second one was red. They had all those robot line drawings inside them, <laughs> sort of illustrating what the games yeah. were, kind of. Here's yeah, like a yeah. robot doing it. Playing the popular card game, AC Doocy. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> they were so neat. Some of them, why? I don't know. Yeah, that was that was really influential. I have a not large but not insignificant collection of those books, and I am always interested in more of them. But like when you find lists of them, it's all like, well, here's nine different versions of this book for each flavor of home computer because they all had different versions of BASIC. Sometimes there'd be like a conversion chart in the back, like for oh, PC wow. Junior. Anytime you see this, type this instead. Which seems like it just would have been terrible. That's like. Same reason I couldn't play any music that was in a key signature that <laughs> had very many sharps and flats. Like, man, I can't look all the way over there every time to <laughs> see what's supposed to do here.
2: My uh, my contention is that the the, notes. the modern Jesus. equivalent of these like basic books are YouTube videos of people posting their Minecraft, their Redstone. Mm, oh wow, yeah, because that's a thing that you can just copy and it works. But if you want, you can spend some time learning what is going on. And you might learn about circuit diagrams and registers and flip-flops and that kind yeah, of stuff.
3: Yeah. And I always thought that was the real purpose of those books was not to, like, get this crappy uh, Star Trek game, but to figure out how people did things with computers. Sure. Yeah. It's always, amazing
0: to me that they existed, right? It's amazing to me that the, there was a market for them, that anyone was willing to publish them, that they ended up in, like, Walden books.
3: Yeah. You know? Well, the Walden book... Like, bookstores back then carried software, too.
0: I guess that's true.
3: Were they billed as,
2: as like, learn to program? Or were they just billed as, here's a bunch of stuff that you can... I think can they
3: like, were, like... Type in. I, I think that the idea was that you... I think they were sold as like you're supposed to type it in, and this is a software distribution format. Right. Um, and the, it's the in-
2: number of times that people fucking typed that in, like oh the yeah. human effort, yeah. that went in doing the exact same thing. Well, over I'm just and thinking over, about
3: like again. like the Altair computers that where like, you would enter enter a program with dip switches. And then mm-hmm. you'd have to do that every time it, you turned the machine on because there was no storage.
0: Yeah. Like, a lot of that was in the era where there if you didn't buy the very expensive peripheral to save, you just couldn't. Yeah. In my just first computer, I had a tape drive, but I just didn't know how to save <laughs> programs, and so I never did. Like, I would just write programs, and they were just volatile, like, until you turn the computer off, and yeah. wow. That was it. Yeah. Like, so I would write them down on paper. Yeah. Like... I should have learned how to save the next computer had a floppy drive so that was fine yeah i that, still have my five and a quarter inch discs the floppy drives Zach's a little bit disk. more idiot
3: proof than yeah. th- working with yeah just tapes.
0: save and then a file name in quotes yeah in gw basic but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was fairly similar, because you could, I mean, the way a lot of games worked that were distributed for the TRS-80 Color Computer too, which was my first computer, was you would just load them off of the cassette, and it was just a basic program that was on the cassette. Right. Sometimes it was binaries, and there was a different load command for it, which I think was
3: CLOAD. CLOAD. You think it'd be blowed, BLOAD, i uh, I've seen basics that do say B-L-O-A-D. I wonder what C stands for. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I think it was cool.
0: cassette. It might have actually been cassette load.
3: Car- um, that might have been... An, yeah.
0: Yeah, carbo load. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a misspelling of chode.
1: Yeah.
3: That's how they name all their keywords.
1: If your code is wider than it is long.
0: Yeah, there's chord. That's how they name all music terms, too. <laughs>
3: it's
0: just... Hmm. Chode progression. <laughs> just... Anyway. Riff, how you been? been all right how's portland treating you
1: it's pretty good the the heat wave seems to be seems to be breaking so uh it's getting a little more comfortable around here
0: for you you like the frigid air Mm -hmm. you like the doom and gloom Mm
3: -hmm. it's pretty frigid here in the campo santo offices too
0: i am actually still fairly hot from eating an entire meal in direct sunlight.
3: Oh, no, I'm just recognizing that the air is frigid while really enjoying it. It's probably really noisy because of the air conditioner also.
2: Kevin, what are you doing? I am writing down a puzzle idea.
0: Oh, man, that's important. Is it about different misspellings of chode?
2: It is not. (laughs) (laughs) It is chode one of the answers.
0: (laughs) I have another idea.
2: (laughs) It it came out of... uh, It did come out of that segment of discussion.
3: (laughs) Okay. So there's a... um, there's a YouTuber named in 2012 I don't know if I have pronounced that right, um, that is offering a bounty on anybody who can reproduce uh, an upwards warp glitch in Super Mario 64. This is a $1,000 bounty on, like, a specific, like, th- there's video of this happening once in, in the history of the game on Twitch, that, like, someone was... Standing like between two different ceilings, like underneath two different ceilings at once in Tick Tock Clock and, and landing on one of the moving platforms mm-hmm. and just warped right up in the air. And Pentecook in 2012 has been doing, he's been working on this series of, he's been working on a, a, a run, a 100% run of Mario 64 where you don't ever press the jump button.
2: What? Is that possible
3: he's he's got a lot of weird like so so there are a lot of like things that you would know just by playing the game so you can get air by pressing b twice you can do the dive and then you push b again to roll out of the dive and that's a little bit of a jump Hmm. um and so that's one thing you can do but also he's just discovered all these ludicrous glitches and stacking glitches on glitches to and he's gotten it down to like uh 27 unique um jump presses throughout the game uh to finish it 100 percent with collecting all the stars wow and he just posted a video like less than a week ago of um here are the here are the remaining 27 a presses and you can see like the video over like it just the context of the places where he has to push a like just you can see all the weird glitches that he um
2: used to get he, to that point
3: yeah and after also after it sometimes um And this guy is so diligent with the documentation. Like, you can look at his videos, like, and and he describes in detail how every one of the glitches in the video works.
1: Oh, nice. Definitely. So it's actually... Show notes. I want to watch that.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Well, he's got, like, hundreds of these things, so you might need to pick and choose. (laughs) But he's offering a $1,000 bounty for anybody who can reproduce this this particular glitch because the most... um, well, I'm assuming, I'm attributing this motivation to him. Uh, most of the A button presses in that run are in TikTok clock. Hmm. So, um, I think he's really hoping to uh, to be able to, th- th- this glitch will be a clue to, like, getting rid of some of those.
2: This is an interesting, like, passion project. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's really, like, it's the sort of thing that, like, I wish, I mean, I'm in a position in my life where, um almost anything I can do creatively has a place in the main project I'm working on in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to justify doing anything but that. Right. Um and so like this is the sort of thing where like I wish I could uh I wish I had the like I wish I could justify taking the time to do this sort of thing. Mm. You know, it's the sort of thing that like I didn't need to mentally justify 15 years ago. I would just do it. Um, It's a very different place. I had a very different headspace to be coming from.
1: Did you guys watch oh. a lot of SGDQ?
0: I did what I always do, which is to watch none of it and then wait until somebody tells me what the interesting things are. Yeah, and, I, 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 I watched them later.
3: Well, I, I was watching, like, posts on the Speedrun subreddit and people are saying, that run is really interesting that's happening right now and there, and there was no links because... Oh, because, like, you can't link to the, the video on demand until... It's posted. It's posted, yeah. Right. So, like, I now I have to go back and find all those, I guess. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, a list of, like, the highlights.
1: I think the, hi- the highlights are all out. The Or, or at least the, the YouTube videos are all out, I mean. Sure, yeah. The, they did a really interesting two-player race of uh, Pokemon Blue blindfolded. That was oh. interesting huh. to watch. It, it relied on on data manipulation tricks, where like switching stuff around in your inventory to overload values and and rewrite data. But since they were blindfolded, they had to be counting their button presses very carefully to not swap the wrong couple of items.
3: Right. And, yeah. And, and that stuff is so state dependent. Yeah. that Like. Yeah.
1: And the the guy that lost lost because. There was, there was a difficult trick at the beginning of the run that's that's hard to pull off, and he tried it a couple of times and didn't get it, so he went to a backup strategy. But then at the end of the run, he had forgotten that he had done the backup strategy, oh, which shit. changed, oh, no. like, the numbers of stuff he had to have in his inventory. So <laughs> so he ended up having to fight Missing No like four times instead of just once. Oh, <laughs>
2: We're get, we've now doubled the cool guy Quotient in the room Uh-oh.
0: Zach you look pretty cool I am pretty cool Thanks for noticing Do you guys want to do some listeners mail from our cool cool listeners Of course yeah. Oh is Kevin about to get cool Alright yes. I, I, uh, I think I see a reservoir dog style portrait in our future
2: Sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> over glasses are Suboptimal
0: Yeah I yeah.
3: took mine off <laughs>
0: This is funny. This question is from Vorthos, and it says, Your talk on Degeneracy reminded me of the Magic the Gathering personality profiles, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike, which describe how people have fun. Timmy has fun winning big, Johnny winning creatively, and Spike winning consistently. Catering to them all is ideal. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit in
2: the past, I think. Mark Rosewater is a smart guy. Did he invent those play styles? I believe,
0: yeah. I believe that taxonomy is his, is this psychographic profiling of Magic players. I, uh, I basically haven't played any video games To speak of, I'm mostly going to be talking about magic. (laughs) It's time to talk about what does
3: winning big mean in the context of magic. Timmy likes
0: big creatures, big numbers, decisive. Uh, Like I think, I think Kevin's first turn fireball is is very much a Timmy winning by doing
3: infinite damage.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hizzy says, "Do you think tacos are better than hot dogs? Like, objectively, don't be dicks about it. Can I be a dick about the fact that you use the word
3: objectively?" That's funny. but I like tacos better than hot dogs. I also like tacos better I, than hot dogs.
1: It's close, of, but I, w- I think I would probably take a taco. Over I a
0: think... Dog. I was thinking about this. And I... I cannot say that I don't think a hot dog is a kind of taco. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: huh. okay.
2: So, if you put... Or have you ever had a hard hot dog <laughs> if you put yeah, you I mean, have to deep yeah, fry the like, bun yeah, if
0: you get like you like a stale bun like you oh come just on bad, but i'm saying okay but it doesn't have to be hard to be a taco right so if
2: you put this chili soup
0: if you put a frankfurter in a taco shell Probably. you're just having a frankfurter taco yeah you're just having like a sausage oh, taco okay. which is totally a thing if you put like Some ground beef and some lettuce and some sour cream and some tomatoes and some shredded cheese and a hot dog bun. It's just a taco with a hot dog bun instead of a
2: shell. There's other words for it. It's like a sloppy joe or a something, you know? I cannot... A chili dog. A chili dog hold
0: the dog. I honest to God (laughs) cannot conceive of a taxonomy in which hot dog is not a subset of taco.
3: So... Hot dog buns are usually
0: baked. Yeah. Taco shells are also totally baked. Also, I'm totally baked when I eat them. (laughs) I don't... Are they? How else would you make them?
3: I don't know. I guess
0: tortillas are fried. Tortillas are pressed. but They're baked. But they're pressed, and then what
3: do you do with the pressed tortilla? I have no idea.
0: Is that I think they are actually fried. Yeah, okay. Maybe you're
3: right. I think
0: hard taco shells are baked, though.
3: I, that's totally plausible There is a place um, Called uh, Cactus In um, in North Berkeley that Just when you ask for a hard shell taco What they do is they make the soft taco and then they Fry it hmm. So so they the make shell is soft crispy taco And then
0: freeze it <laughs> Or that, yeah,
3: that would work <laughs> This is the, the other element <laughs> Then they could also make it hard By like dipping it in water There
0: They bronze it for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The ultra hard taco?
0: So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a meaningless question because tacos are hot dogs. (sighs) Wow. Hot dogs are tacos.
3: I think, then I'll clarify and say, I think I would prefer a taco without a hot dog in it. (laughs) 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 Okay. Over a taco with a hot dog in it. Okay. I think mostly what I just
1: like is the sour cream.
0: Really? So, I mean, you could just have a taco with, or you even could a hot
3: have dog, dog with sour, sour cream, cream on it, right? On it, yeah. That sounds delicious. What
0: about with no with no dog? Yeah, that was what we used to get at Criff Dogs, or that was what I used to get at Criff Dogs, the hot dog with guacamole and bacon and sour cream.
2: Okay, it so a, a, hot dog sans, a hot dog is something that you can have sans bun, right? You can just go eat some hot dogs yeah, and they're okay. just sausages, right? That is
0: true. Yeah, you're right. So that's you're not eating a shellless taco when you do that, right. any more than you're eating a shellless taco when you eat anything a else, steak. even if it's something that yeah. could be.
3: In, yeah. yeah. Do you think I could get a hot dog with seasoned ground beef in place of the hot dog? Well, I mean, they sell those cheeseburger dogs.
0: With whole kernel corn <laughs> at uh, at Circle K, it doesn't wow. really have whole kernel corn in it. I just think that would be funny if it did, <laughs> because then it would look very slightly more like a turd. Sure, when it's rolling on those rollers,
3: partly <laughs> digested strawberries,
0: some <laughs> mm. little—it's it's got a little coating of peanuts and ground up peanuts. <laughs> Man, you know what's the worst? Peanuts on ice cream, or like yes. A Sunday or
2: something. Why would you do that
0: they're to like, yourself? But they're
1: like chopped peanuts. They're not the right? worst. Walnuts is the worst.
2: Walnuts are just dry. They don't really add anything. Except bitterness. Okay.
0: I'm so bitter that somebody sold me, sold me this bullshit instead of a delicious Sunday. You know, I didn't used to like pecans and now I do. Maybe I would like walnuts now. Riff, do you like pecans? No. Hmm. I,
1: I recently got over my dislike of almonds. Oh, weird.
0: Did you never get like smoked almonds when your dad would drive through the liquor store?
1: No. <laughs> I don't I think guess that... we had any drive-through liquor stores where I grew up.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that that's like a weird thing that they don't have everywhere. Regional. Yeah. Did they We well, had yeah, drive-through like liquor a... stores but you couldn't buy booze on Sunday.
3: Is it like a bank drive-through where they send you the booze with a hut with oh, a pneumatic so tube system? It's
0: actually just a it's just a spigot.
1: Okay. <laughs> <You should laughs> right bring into your, your mouth. bucket. <laughs> Fill it
3: up. <laughs> yeah. You have a cow out there. Too. Your mouth is nature's bucket.
0: I've brought, <laughs> you guys, I've brought nature's bucket. Mm. Good
3: job.
2: So you've been kicked when you die. Someone has kicked you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Torn,
0: uh, man. Torn is fucking full of useful technical information. He's the one who taught us how to solve our uh, weird Pixel bullshit problem? image scaling thing. Man, the number of the number of problems that we're having lately with different applications just automatically scaling images for you. Everything Obnoxious. wants to be a photograph. Facebook thinks that our ads are 100% text because they are line drawings. And Their algorithm says, this image is more than 20% text and might not be approved as a promoted post, but there is no text in it at all. <laughs> like it, Man, the world really wants everything to just be a selfie at this point. <laughs> all text is sexed. All photos are selfies. All images are selfies. Torn writes, Listening to you talk about free cell in the last podcast, and it's not quite the case that all free cell deals are solvable. A huge proportion of deals are much more than pretty much any other solitaire variant, but there are still known unsolvable ones. Computer games of it generally won't generate uh, an unsolvable deal, though. Microsoft's version contains exactly one unsolvable deal out of the 32,000. Number 11982 is impossible. Huh. Huh. Also, It's not actually possible to just go get Sol.exe from Windows 3.1 and run it on all modern systems. 64-bit versions of Windows lack support for running 16-bit programs, and you have to run them in an actual emulator like DOSBox, which is capable of running Windows 3.1 these days because when 64-bit CPUs are booted into 64-bit mode, they cannot switch into the virtual 8086 mode that is used to run 16-bit DOS Windows programs on 32-bit versions of Windows. This mode is only accessible when the CPU is booted in 32-bit mode. If you run a 32-bit version of Windows, then Sol.exe probably still does run, though.
2: Well, thanks. (laughs) That is
3: that is some uh, serious knowledge that was just dropped on us. Did I already talk about the minesweeper speedrunning community?
1: Oh, you mentioned I, I, them. I was gonna mention that uh, last uh, last episode, but uh, it didn't happen. But yeah, that's some weird stuff.
3: the The notable thing to me is that um, there are it uses a sixteen bit random number generator, and so there are only thirty two thousand possible. Uh, mind sweeper boards and uh, huh. when you're speed running mind sweeper, you're playing many many boards per hour and so you're going to cycle through it in a couple of days depending how on how much you're playing and so it got to the point where like everybody's personal best time and all the world records were on this one particular very easy board
1: which then which people then started memorizing right solve yeah solve it as fast as humanly possible and then speedrunning was just waiting for that particular board to show up
3: yeah that sounds horrible right yeah and there are a bunch of like now there are a few competing like minesweeper um like homemade minesweeper variations that are just like we fixed this problem we've added a bunch of niceties but as far as I can tell, like the official leaderboards of this community still just use the the uh, default uh, Minesweeper that comes with Windows or or used to come with Windows.
2: Minesweeper is not a terrible game, but it's not a great game. And it is amazing how much penetration it has because it was just
3: distributed free. I, I feel like it is a a good game, but has some pretty obvious flaws. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I always assumed that Minesweeper would not let you lose on the first click. But Zach, it's you're not cool anymore. Totally not true. Well, I had to read stuff on the computer. Okay,
3: All right. Cool guys is, don't is read. Is it not true? Because like, I, I don't think I ever did lose on the first click.
0: I th- thought I remembered you explaining to me that it it's was intari- possible intari- to lose intari- on the first oh. click. I imagined that it didn't... Th- what I would do is I would make it so it didn't generate the board state until your first click. And it right. kept generating board states until that first click revealed everything at least multiple squares. Yeah,
3: I know that's not true. I know yeah. that it doesn't do that, but should.
0: Right, because if you just click, and it's like, okay, four. Well, yeah, fuck, exactly. I That'd might as well have just done nothing. Like, I might as well just start over. Yeah, yeah. Like, because that, yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's why I, I always started by just clicking a bunch, like, just, like, clicked, clicked five times at different places really fast.
0: Right. Yeah, and then you have a puzzle to solve as opposed to just yeah. a chance of losing every time you press the mouse button
2: that was yeah. always dissatisfying though because you would get you would often get to the last possible spaces and then it was like a, a die roll yeah,
0: yeah and it seems like you could thing. also Coin generate card. puzzles that didn't create that situation
3: sure i wonder if you could do it by um actually not generating a field but generating each the stat the state of each mine as um as you just in time just in time yeah i think that would be the best way to uh, prevent any sort of ambiguity Isn't there. Isn't the
0: difficulty... The difficulty is based on the density of minds, or there are always the same number of minds. So how do you do that? That, seem, that seems like an actual tricky...
3: Yeah, it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be trivial to do. Yeah, I wonder how you would manage that. I mean, I forget that not everybody is as shitty a programmer as me, <laughs> uh, but... Well, it's it's not... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not obvious how to approach that. I mean, I would probably... Just have a a range of, uh, mine density and not, not enforce a, a particularly strict uh number of mines that had to be in the board.
0: Kuerti uh, writes: When you do the math, you see that solar roadways are bullshit and will never pay themselves off. Sorry to burst your bubble, Jim.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but it's got freaking right in the name. <laughs>
0: Uh, Dank Gugg says, like the works of Porpentine, the works of famous gay male Japanese author Yukio Mishima deal with nihilistic themes of self-destruction and transformation. So I don't think it's the feminism or transsexuality that makes the game zinsters acerbic. No, I don't think it. I don't think that it is the fact that many of them are trans and many of them are lesbians that makes them acerbic. But they are acerbic and they are also that.
3: Right? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that community is kind of uh, self-perpetuating and it just happens to be that like the that the 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 trans game developer community that lives in the Bay Area all like took um, took after Ananthropy right
0: and i I'm sorry, but I refuse to not draw a connection between being a trans woman and making games about cutting off dicks. I refuse to believe that those are not pigeonholing people born from the same. I like. Sorry, it's just like. Anyway, is that does that guy make games? Who that gay Japanese man? Oh, I don't know. We were just told about. Maybe he's just a writer. Oh, just a writer. (laughs) Maybe he's a writer. Maybe he has a real job. I guess is what I meant. Maybe
3: he pumps gas. Does something useful with his life. (laughs) mm
0: uh let's see sorry uh happy lug says are skeletons always cool or is it completely contextual i kill skeleton get sweet sword i think skeletons are always cool do you guys see that thing that they found i mean you've seen this picture i'm sure where they like lifted up a stone slab and there was like a skeleton of a man and a lady and they were skeletons and they were like hugging yeah, like they were yeah.
3: they were cuddling when they died let's just cuddle under the stone slab yeah. What what could go wrong? Yep.
2: <laughs> it's no, no, held no.
3: held up with this thin
2: stick. <laughs> yeah. It's,
3: it's yeah. like you set up the most world's most obvious mouse trap.
0: Right. And I saw a GIF today of a guy getting like killed by a bull. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Ugh. Gosh. Just picked up and like slammed into the ground, like neck broken, like. Bleh.
3: Why did I watch it?
2: I don't. It
0: was like, know. don't
3: look at this. I'm like, I'm gonna. I've talked to a <laughs> lot of people who. I've talked to a lot of people who, like, deliberately would seek out, like, the most horrifying videos.
2: Rotten.com or whatever. That
3: sort of thing, yeah. To, you know, just to – because they thought it was interesting and because it didn't affect them and they were, like – maybe maybe they were looking for their limits or maybe they just thought it was interesting. And they all – like, I'm talking about, like, three or four people here who – they all, like, cite a particular beheading video as the one that got to them. Huh. Uh, and I don't know which one they mean, so I can't link to it. But they all described it as the... Anyway. I
0: have ne- I feel like I have a pretty high tolerance for that kind of stuff. I mean, probably because I grew up around cops. And, like, my dad had these books in his office that were just like, here's a bunch of fucking grisly pictures from crime scenes and stuff. And he didn't stop me from looking at them, which is probably weird. But, like, you know, when cops make terrible offensive jokes to deal with the horrors of their day-to-day jobs you know like yeah. having to scrape little kids brains off the road after car accidents and stuff like you kind of gotta get that out somehow but like yeah this was rough like actually seeing people die i remember
3: i read recently that mash didn't have a laugh track in all regions mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a very different show in the uh like a f- feel wise it doesn't feel like a sitcom Without a laugh track. When it doesn't have a laugh track, yeah.
0: I, I thought it was weird the other day when my assertion that Scrubs is the mash of the 90s was met with
3: disagreement. I haven't seen Scrubs. Hmm. Is that is, is the um, making jokes to to be able to get through the day... Uh, part of the part of the theme of that show yeah oh, i think absolutely bit.
0: but i mean i think so it was melissa that objected to that characterization i think and hurts st- this is actually what i think her objection was scrubs is funny and mash isn't oh. but like mash was funny and scrubs also was depressing i think it's easy to just leave out the depressing parts when you remember a thing with zach braff in it because he's so dreamy <laughs> You got know, all donald Faison. on
3: I think of Scrubs, not not actually having seen it, as a lot more zany. Yeah, maybe maybe zany isn't the right word, but because no, Mash is pretty zany, it, Scrubs, Scrubs is, definitely is definitely more fanciful. Right, fan, fanciful is a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, would you, know, you a,
2: would you characterize Mash as having sort of a central character and a bunch of? Like an ensemble cast of other characters, do you think Hawkeye is? Yeah, the I mean, I think Cinderella? I think of MASH Probably. as the
0: show about Hawkeye, but it's I you know, feel maybe like not. he's
1: definitely central.
0: I mean, Radar is definitely the John C. McGinley character. <laughs> you know, he's so mean. Um, <clears throat> like twelve years ago, at a party at my house, somebody wrote on the whiteboard. Donald Faison chicken burger at Wendy's. And uh, I never figured out what that meant or mm. why someone would write that.
3: If you wrote, listener, write in.
0: Yeah, if you if you were at that party at my house and you wrote Donald Faison yeah. chicken burger at Wendy's.
3: Is it
2: possible that uh, that was a, a series of unrelated ideas that you have just strung to, together? It was a,
0: one sentence on one
3: line. What? Was there any punctuation?
2: No. It was underneath when it uh,
0: said what the trash days were.
3: (laughs) Were they lined up? Like, was each word lined up with the the different days of the week? Oh, hmm. Like, maybe it was some sort of code. Yeah. Like,
0: maybe it was an attempt to replace Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with Donald Faison chicken burger and Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) Which... A little easier, because then you don't have
2: two that start with the same letter. That is going <laughs> to fuck with the, thank God it's Wendy's
3: franchise. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Have you guys been playing any video games?
1: Mm, yes. I played, I, I, um, I finished playing Survival Kids, and after a vote on Twitter, uh, moved to a, uh, a Game Boy Advance JRPG called uh, Golden Sun, mm. which turned out to be pretty boring, and I stopped playing that after a couple of hours, and started playing um, Mario and Luigi Dream Team on 3DS, because I hadn't finished it when it came out, so I started over.
0: I think that was the one game in that series that I just bounced off of really hard. Really? I'm yeah. yeah, that's the one where you have to like fuck with Luigi's mustache while he's asleep and stuff. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm really that enjoying sounds, it. It's really I good. need to check that out. Oh, that sounds like a great yeah. mini game. It's um it's really really beautiful on the new 3DS. The mustache? Well, just the game in general, but yes, especially the mustache.
3: Let's let's talk about that mustache mini game cuz I want to know more.
1: It, okay, so the 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 general the general mechanic of the Mario and Luigi games is that you're controlling both these guys at the same time, right? Right. You you use the the A button to jump with Mario and B button to jump with Luigi. But a lot of the plot of the game happens inside Luigi's dreams and he so he's not really there and you get he gets a separate power where his dream self can go into environmental objects, like, for example, a tree. And then on the lower screen of the 3DS, you see, like, actual Luigi's face while he's sleeping. <laughs> so you, you can use the stylus to pull on his mustache to make that tree branch come down and grab Mario and throw him up to a higher platform or whatever.
3: That might be the best possible use of the touchscreen. Yep.
1: Yeah,
2: Pulling on Luigi's mustache. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you're interacting, interacting,
0: the, interacting with a physical thing so that the thing that it's dreaming about happens on the top screen. Like yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds pretty good.
1: The the and the just the visuals are great because the new three D S has the brighter screen and the better three D and it it just looks fantastic. They they really use like the three D wholeheartedly.
0: Was it a three D S game to begin with? I think so, yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I played. That was was because okay. Good.
0: Was it like w- did it come out after
2: Bowser's Inside
0: stories That's um, the most. Yeah, that is not a
2: Bowser's Inside Story was a regular 3DS. DS game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I have played that one. Have you? And got Have it. you
1: got the new 3DS yet?
2: I have not. Okay. Uh, it is. It's on my list were, of things you were to get eventually. For,
1: for that to get a 3DS. I was.
2: I have not had. I would not have had any time to play anything on it, mm. so maybe maybe
1: for Christmas cool. I'll get one or something. When when you work, do you eventually work, get, one, get 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 uh, Dream Team, because it's it, I would I totally recommend it just as like the the good demo for this hardware.
2: Okay, I'll write that down. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Uh, I played some Domino Drop. Yeah.
0: What do you think of it? I've been playing a bunch of it.
2: I don't know if I like it or not i I also don't know if I like it or not I it, there is oh you know there is some strategy to it. it so the way that this game works is it's it, the UI is gorgeous yeah like just one of the best interactions on a touch device I have seen and it's in a, a real nice time. package. The music is really, really charming. Yeah. All
0: of the tactile elements of playing the game are really, really nice. Yeah. I
1: don't think I know uh, this. Except one. is this iOS? It
0: is iOS. Yeah.
2: Except, ironically, the actual fucking game where the touch interface is kinda terrible. Mm. Because if you accidentally swipe too far off to the right and your tile isn't isn't in the far right lane there's no way except sort of scrolling all the way back to the left and then coming back to the right to.
0: Well, there's no way except the way that you just described. Okay,
2: but you take your finger off to to realign, and it drops the piece. Well, oh, yeah, okay. So that I found that, that happens out, once. No, I have I have dozens of times had things drop in the wrong place because it like the act of taking my finger off caused it to move to a new lane, and that was that was driving me crazy.
0: Well, fortunately. I don't believe that your actions as a player have very much impact at all on how you do in the game.
2: (laughs) I, I definitely started to get into a groove where I was reliably resetting it down to the bottom for a while.
0: I guess I also did get a little better. It's basically dominoes pop out and they have two different colored sides or the same colored sides and they're either horizontal or vertical you can't
2: rotate anything
0: you can't rotate them you can't f- toggle them or anything it's like playing columns except you can't move you can't do anything with the columns yeah <laughs> and, and just- then there's a four there is a four column wide well that you're dropping them into yeah if two like colors are adjacent two or, more. two or more then they disappear except that some of the domino edges are white and there have to be four of those for it to disappear yep. um and so it's very very simple. Yep. And I don't I don't actually think it's a very good game, but I keep playing it.
2: I I like the version where you get to see what's coming next because then I feel like you actually do have some meaningful strategic choices. The version where you're just the only thing you know about the piece that's coming up is its orientation, I don't think that's a very good game.
0: And there's that other mode where the number of whites that you have to have keeps going keeps up. going up. Which yeah.
2: That just seems like Exercising, yeah. I don't know why
0: you would do that. I don't know why you would play it, but I'm sure somebody likes it. Uh,
2: it's very easy to get screwed by a series of bad tile draws, domino draws. draws. Yeah, I do wonder if maybe there is more to it. Like maybe maybe they're drawing actual dominoes out of a bag. So if you were to actually track it, you could maybe have more success. Sort of like with threes. Like threes, if you are being diligent about keeping track of what has come out, you can have a much better sense of what you're going to be getting on the the draws where it's ambiguous. That sounds awful, though. Yeah, no kidding. Like, to be really good at threes, I feel like you need to be paying way more attention than you actually want to do. That doesn't um,
0: seem like a thing that they would build into it intentionally either. That seems like a sort of a degenerate strategy that falls out of their algorithm for trying to make it fair well, or Well, it's just, it's
2: the like preloading a bag with 12 tiles so that you don't get screwed by having nothing but ones for a s- series of eight draws in a row, right? So you preload that bag of 12 with like four ones, four twos and... Than a variety of threes and mm-hmm. and sometimes other higher numbers or whatever or maybe it's sixteen or something you like, know? like
1: like Tetris does doesn't it yeah through the
2: I think so I don't know if that's true of every version of Tetris but
3: yeah that Tetris has it, historically like it it used to be uh, as far as I know it used to be just generating whatever whatever each programmer would do basically but they would generate the piece as it comes but then like more recently, they have the the Tetris company has instituted a number of "you must do it this way" rules. Oh, huh. And that's where the infinite spin, like at the before the place, uh, before the piece like finally gets placed when it's at the bottom, you can keep spinning it and moving it around. Right. Um, that's where that came from. And I I I wouldn't be at all surprised if they have rules about algorithms for piece generation.
2: Mm. I because I've definitely seen a an algorithm for playing Tetris indefinitely because, because of a bag, like there's a way to stack the pieces such that you will always be able to just keep clearing rows.
3: Yeah. I I saw a proof that um, you can't play Tetris infinitely because if you play long enough, you're eventually going to get nothing but those S pieces in a row Mm -hmm. for like thousands of draws Uh and, and, uh, you 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 can't actually uh complete even even optimally playing with those slow right. creeps up yeah yeah but yeah with that algorithm I think it it probably would be feasible to play well, I mean
0: it's trivial to say that you could right if all it dropped was one by fours forever then you could just obviously just play
3: <laughs> right right forever but, but with a with the algorithm that like chooses a bag of like uh a uh, uh, similarly selected uh similarly statistically selected uh pieces then i, I think it's a lot more uh it's a lot more doable to decide say yeah you could just play this forever
2: um, and then besides domino drop uh which is a non-free game on ios to, to contextualize uh i also played a an early version of alan hazelden's next uh puzzle script game called skipping stones to lonely homes uh, which is really good. I feel like it's a slight departure from some of the stuff he's done in the past. Uh, it has some really interesting new mechanics, which caught me by surprise. Uh, and I thought it was just really, really well crafted. And there's a lot of... Like, every level has a new, interesting mechanical twist to it. Um, I mean, yeah. you
0: are categorically the
2: choir that that guy is preaching to. Oh, yeah. I am his. <laughs> I am like his core audience. But uh, for people who like puzzle games...
3: Uh, I've I've consistently been impressed with with yeah. his design chops.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I like him and I like his games. They're a little too hard for me, and I'm
2: sad that they don't sell. He I'm keeps pushing that. boundaries with with puzzle script that are surprising to me. But yeah, apparently, um, he was talking about how Sokobond has sold relatively well, but like a good snowman is hard to build. It just has not done well at all.
0: And it's weird because it's so cute. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it
2: seems like it would have more appeal than this weird sort of chemistry themed game, but maybe people like chemistry games or something. Or maybe Sokobond came out 2 years ago and the space was just less
3: crowded then yeah. so now but it's it is.
0: weird that it's selling more now. Oh. Still, yeah, right? It, that's the that's the thing that's hard to I mean, I guess it's, maybe
3: it's more possible to get entrenched 2 years ago than get word of mouth even that even that persists to this day. Like, if your friend got that game, maybe they're only playing it now because they have such a huge Steam backlog and they're recommending it to people. Right. Whereas no one, if no one ever buys a good snowman, then there's no word of mouth ever. Yeah. Boo.
0: Everybody buy a good snowman is hard to build, so Alan can afford. Uh, he doesn't drink, does he? Uh, not. I don't know that he does. I don't know that I've ever seen him eat.
2: <laughs> He's uh, pretty thin. Allergy medication.
0: Yeah, there you go. I, I'm finding it interesting. Like I have seen him sneeze.
2: Making, making a puzzle a day on my, my Twitter account, I'm finding it interesting to see what kinds of puzzles people respond to and which ones they don't. Uh, not that I have a huge audience to be making generalizations from, but... You
0: are sat Like, your puzzles are like a crossover hit. You think? Yeah. It's weird the number of people in your feed from all different oh, that's walks of life that are very engaged Partaking. in them. Yeah. Puzzle Theory at Puzzle Theory on Twitter is where Kevin is posting his daily word puzzle and they're good. You and might even like the early ones, he's doing a New York Times style difficulty yeah. curve. You could show the early ones
2: like maybe to your mom or something and she <laughs> would like them. A lot of them are just like having the right insight, because I don't give much in the way of context or clues. Yeah.
1: So like I if think give each one a title or something.
3: Right, you were talking about archiving these somewhere
2: i am I oh. have spent some time making that. I'll probably post that before this show comes I, out. I
3: think it would be good to have um to rank them in difficulty, for example, oh huh or or just just have some sort of difficulty information,
2: just
3: yeah so people know where to start
0: I mean Mondays, Mondays. right That's, Mondays or Mondays will be I think easiest. if you explain on the page it does the yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, and I've already, already I, done that. You need very little in the way of database support from me to make that a thing that'll be much easier for you to maintain. So sure. we can we can handle that tomorrow.
2: Okay. Cool beans. So yeah, yeah so that's uh, that's what I played. What recently. about you recently?
3: Uh, I've been. Um, I finished uh, Dead Space Two. I think it was uh, WVO Quine in the forums who said he started playing it. So I wish he was here in the room <laughs> so I could actually talk to somebody about this. <laughs> Um,
1: watched a let's play.
3: Oh yeah, what'd you think?
1: It, it seemed pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've watched all three of them, but they've kind of blended together in my head, so I don't really, I don't know which was which. But I, I remember, sure sure I remember the, uh, I remember the plot being kind of interesting. That sort of conspiracy.
3: Yeah the and, the and backstory the, is super fascinating to me and kind of stuff. like yeah, and part of it is that I just. I'm still not sure I fully understand it, and that's I think kind of deliberate because it it keeps is, a is sense of like a mystery, like what yeah. actually what is actually the convergence. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think they ever explain it, even even in three, which is a kind of a like it a wraps sto- it, it wraps s- it up pretty cleanly, yeah. Um, but it's it's super interesting, yeah. Uh, and I was playing uh, Alpha Bear. Which um I have also played some more alpha bear. They on Android they uh (laughs) They rebalanced the whole thing. They rebalanced all the bears. They um changed the bear selection interface um to uh it sorts the bears instead of by rarity. They sort sorts it by chapter, which is a much better uh mapping of how good the bears are.
1: Nice. And also whether or not you missed any.
3: Uh, it doesn't have any I don't think it shows the blank spaces anymore. No, the
1: there there at least
2: at least in the current iOS version there is a just a universal list that shows okay. S- All right, the, yeah. By rarity shows the bears and then which which ones.
3: Right, right. Um
2: I don't know if they get rid of that or not.
3: I I can't say that the the rebalance actually makes me feel better about the meta of the game, like the metagame.
2: They have so they changed both the power of the bears and also the nap times. Yeah, right?
3: and that that stuff is like there's nothing with like a week nap time anymore. Good. <laughs> it's now it's like like a day and a half, two days at most. Um, okay.
0: That's you don't think those are effectively equivalent? Uh, it's In terms still, of being complete
3: horseshit? it's still too long. Like I, I, I'm at the point in the game where even if I do really well on a board, unless I'm using the best bears, I'm not going to make any progress. I'm not going to. Um,
0: I never think this, but like. I paid them, so fuck you with your fucking timers. <laughs> like I gave them five dollars for this game, so that I could just play it. Like can, the way I mean, the that thing I is, want you can play
2: to. the game. You can play the game on that first level as much as you want, and the,
0: yeah, the, I mean, the, you,
2: you can play. Uh, yes, the, and,
0: like I, I feel
2: unreasonable.
0: In
3: feeling this way. It is about just it.
2: the bear collection aspect that you don't make progress in. Yeah. Right? That's but, that's but, the just the the, but the, the f- weird the fact
3: that it's there me like it makes me feel obliged to interact with it. And I actually do enjoy collecting bears, you know. I like that aspect of it.
2: Yeah, they're cute, they're cool,
3: whatever. Um, but I I kind of wish it just wasn't there at all because I just I do like the uh
2: the actual moment to moment gameplay.
3: Yeah. I probably I think it's much better than the uh, the metagame. And those
2: the, the timers that are just like you can like—it's
3: clearly balanced
0: around you having the bears to be able to even complete the levels.
3: Well, yeah, and the, that's well, the like other it's thing. Not complete like-
0: the levels, just getting high enough scores to earn more bears. I mean, I guess that's the thing. If you don't care about the metagame, then you don't care about the metagame.
2: That's that was sort of my argument. Yeah, there. no,
0: you're right. But but if it's going to keep giving you this thermometer of failure at the end of every game of it that you play you, you know, just play I, on
2: chapter 1 right i, I, and I don't think you can
3: i don't think you can play without choosing one bear you if
2: you if all of your bears are asleep it will <laughs> let, it will let you start a game without a bear
3: okay otherwise uh, do you have to choose one otherwise yes
2: all of this shit sounds so yeah. cute and is so
1: infuriating
2: uh, <laughs> i i got to maximum degeneracy i think with this game
1: uh-huh. <laughs> cuz i what figured now
2: Well, so I I had posted how I was playing just passively. Like I would play a game and like just make one word, which was high enough. It was like, because I was just playing the first chapter because I just wanted to max out my chapter one bears. So I just make one word that would get me into the gold threshold. And then I would just let the timer run out. I would just play on a time level. Timer would run out. And I'd get the gold, I'd, you know, I'd level up a bear and then I would just repeat that and I would just sort of have that off to the side and I would, you know, every five minutes or whatever, I would just go over and and do that. Uh, but then I figured out that you can cause the timer to artificially go down by uh, anytime any kind of notification ha- happens or if you like close the app and bring it, open it back up or whatever, it penalizes you 15 seconds.
3: Oh, So you're sending yourself text messages from the other phone. Closing and
1: opening over and over.
2: Well, it it isn't that complicated. You can just bring any of like you can either bring up the status menu from the top or the like utility menu from the bottom and you just sort of open and close that three or four times and, and then the match is over. So
3: wow, yeah.
2: So now, so now, every thirty seconds you can level a bear, and so then I spent like an hour just leveling all of my bears in chapter one, to max. Oh, uh, but then I'm I didn't. So have sorry, to, no, I know
3: that's this so just. My, is, is there like a a way I can convey through audio that like I'm taking off my glasses <laughs> and rubbing the bridge of my nose? Uh, but
2: then once you have a fully leveled set of chapter one bears, you can get all the way through to chapter. Seven without much difficulty, and okay. you don't have, you don't have to worry about any more
3: degenerate play. You can just play
2: the game and collect bears.
3: Like what? What kind of bonuses do they give you? The chapter one bears, uh, the ho-
2: panda bear uh is six hundred percent bonus. Oh wow! The four bears three hundred percent. The doggy bears three hundred percent, and stretch bear is like two fifty.
3: Yeah, I don't so, think I have any six hundred percent bears, even on like the chapter five bears.
2: Yeah. And, but the thing is, at least in the original balancing, I don't know what they've done. Like I've, All of those bears have been slashed in eff- effectiveness in the rebalance.
0: Oh, yeah. From, that's from probably
3: part. part of it.
2: Um, but
0: um, God, I feel like you could make a cute bear game, and then you could make this word game, and they could just be
2: two different games. Sure. It's There's got to be some way to bridge that gap, though. Like, the bear's have mechanical advantages but if they didn't if they were just cosmetic you could sell them a la carte like crossy road sells it's sort of character set right like and that's you can either collect them through play or buy them for a dollar and even even as a mechanical advantage i think selling it for a dollar would be okay there's got to be some way that you can make money at this making this game I Uh, think you and I
0: would be okay with what you just described, but I think it would make a lot of people
2: mad. If you could individually buy a bear?
0: Yeah, people, well, and it was like the best bear for score or whatever, right? Everybody would be like, it's pay to win, it's pay to win. Like, I remember when you had to pay a quarter to play a video game once. Shut the fuck up, you baby. That's what I would say to that person.
2: I don't know if we're going to cut this out or not.
0: Yeah, we are. Good. <laughs> there was a lot of silence. There, there. was a lot of
2: silence there. Um, and me
0: saying some embarrassing things about your
2: mom. So Embarrassing for who? Is is the game compelling enough? Is Alpha Bears compelling enough without the collection aspect to keep people engaged? I think it probably is not. Uh, yeah. I, I think the game know. is fun, but I think the reason yeah. that you keep coming back to it is... Because you are either leveling up your bears or you're getting new bears. But or, I mean, maybe that's okay.
0: Like I think maybe you just pay five dollars for it and then you play it until you get bored with it and then you move on with your life, like the way that you would literally anything else.
3: What did they do for Triple Town? Was there any meta game there? I don't remember. They I don't think there was. I did think
0: something in later patches with it that was after I had already sort of been done with it.
3: I, I feel like Triple Town was the sort of game that like the the audience that that. M- that that you want with that sort of game is like the very casual play the game for 15 minutes a day at lunch so audience and i think the the core gameplay of alpha bear is strong enough to support that by itself without the collection stuff
2: if if you um in triple town when it first came out there was Definitely some sort of currency that you had to spend to play a game. Yeah. And then you earned that currency by playing the game. Yeah. But you you played
3: well, you could keep playing.
2: Yeah. But you could also buy currency.
3: Right. And eventually they added added in like just buy the, buy infinite currency, which is what
2: a lot of people just wanted.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's what the honey appears to be, the everlasting honey thing. Yeah. I wonder
0: if that is what, did a lot of people want that or was it just assholes like me?
3: Oh, I think it, it was a lot of... It was a lot of people that Dan Cook engages with personally who wanted it, probably. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, he wanted to stay friends with them.
2: So then, having this collection aspect, having it be difficult to collect them all by the end, I think, seems like a way to, to also increase engagement, right? Because, like, at least on iOS, nobody has gotten all the bears yet. Um. I don't think anybody's gotten past chapter eight, in fact, because it gets so hard. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know.
0: Does anything happen to the gameplay that makes it harder, or is it just higher score thresholds?
2: Uh, they in the new patch on chapter five, there is some a new mechanic which I've not seen yet because it's not in the iOS version yet. Um, There's
3: a it, it's skull skull tiles which um, when you oh, reveal letters, them letters you just that pop up with a timer of one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, um, and there are um, some challenges that um,
2: have reduced timers yeah
3: like the, the tiles start out with two instead of three
2: yeah there are different, desi- differently designed boards uh, that have like some letters will just be banned they'll never show up on a board there's boards that have differential uh, sort of starting point values sometimes they'll all start as fives sometimes they start as twos
3: yeah the shape matters a lot of the time yeah
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of neat Things that happen because of the different layouts, starting layouts. Um, so I, I, you know, there's there is a pretty good variation, and those those change every day. So if you come back, you'll you'll have a different set of boards on every level per day.
3: I wonder <sighs> yeah. whether it would just be reasonable to. Yeah, so the problem with removing the timer entirely from a gameplay perspective is that you would always just use the best bears. And You
2: mean the nap timer?
3: Yeah, the nap timer.
2: Not the, na- not the timed mode.
3: Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, and the way to solve that is to make the bear- different bears actually good for different things, which yeah. right now they are not, really. Right. Like, the different... The, the bonuses... Other than like the ones that give you extra time in the timed mode,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, the bon like the uh, the non-score bonuses are almost completely irrelevant to me. Like I don't think about them at all.
0: There, I mean, there are some that make certain letters last longer, right? Which that feels like it would actually be important to gameplay, but I don't actually. I
2: haven't it. even noticed it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There is there is one bear that. Uh, It has a a very high score bonus, but it also makes J and X tiles more common. (laughs) So it makes the gameplay much, much harder, which I think is great. I think that is a a fascinating compromise to have to decide whether you want to engage with or not. Yeah.
0: Um, Speaking of a bunch of the same letter, did you guys see there was a photograph that got tweeted and... Riff, maybe you retweeted this at me, but it, it had just tens of thousands of retweets and favorites when I saw it. But it was a, a sheaf of newspapers oh, yeah. that oh, had been yeah. spread out such that it just said China. China! China. Ambassadors vowed a bo 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 bo
1: bo
0: so good. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying that for days. Yeah, so that would be a bear that added a lot of B's and O's. Right.
1: <laughs> Smelly bear. That's yeah, a bear.
3: Um and I've been playing uh Onuji. Or I, I I shouldn't say I've been playing it, I played it once. And Onuigi is a game that um where you walk around the destroyed mushroom kingdom as Luigi, oh Kevin, you look really cool. <laughs> and Anytime. um and you push down to smoke and you push up to ruminate about the state of the destroyed world. <laughs> okay. And this is a game you can play in a minute and get it. Um but it's a pretty interesting in terms of mood setting. Um and this is a game made in I think it's called Pico 8. Oh,
2: I've been hearing about that uh, uh, on uh, the, the the nets.
3: Yeah, Pico, if I'm remembering the name right, Pico 8 is a um uh faux retro game console designed by Lexaloffel, which you like current, like I'm sure it's going to be released on its own eventually, but you can get into the beta by buying his game Voxatron. Um,
2: okay. That makes a lot more sense
0: now. Well, is already, it? Okay. I already own Voxatron.
3: Then you can probably just download it. Hmm. Um, so
0: is Pico 8 like a voxel engine?
3: No, it's uh it's like a, I've seen people play with it. It's 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 a lot like a retro computer, where like you have a you can write Lua script, and you can use the inbuilt like sprite editor and map editor and music editor and build simple games using the in a very constrained setting. Um, and I've seen uh, I've seen a few games. I saw Matt Thorson made a game, um, a platformer with uh, it's very similar to his uh, game Flail in terms of how it felt Um, it played really well Um, and it's it's just like another example like I was talking about this just you know earlier in this podcast but like I wish I could justify spending the time to play with this thing because it seems really neat just working within those constraints seems really neat
0: it seems like a good jam setting yeah yeah I played basically no video games. I played some Domino Drop, but we already talked about that. I did play a lot of Magic the Gathering uh, between now and the last time we did a show. I uh, I did one sanctioned draft event, at which I did very badly until I was uh, pitted against an 11-year-old <laughs> whose ass I kicked. Woo, Thank nice. you very much. Um, I was also tried to not be a bad influence on him so when i was playing against him i would go to the bathroom whenever i wanted to drink from my flask it is very <laughs> difficult to be sober in that environment for me at least it's really loud you could really have just like, told him it was orange juice oh i could have i like have a little uh, I have a little potion it's a it's an <laughs> orange juice potion it's vitamin c um,
2: so it so a sanctioned magic tournament does that mean you have joined some sort of national they issued me registry? a
0: duelist's convocation international number Ooh. the first time i did it but i forgot to bring the card uh, so they i don't know the guy was kind of sweating about the fact that it was like what's your dci number man i'm like i don't know it i don't like <laughs> it's like you sure you don't i'm like yes I, <laughs> they handed me a piece of paper a week ago and i don't care like this is not important um Then yesterday, I spent, like, the entire day playing Magic. I accidentally – there was this confluence of things where our buddy Ben came over to draft at my house at night. And independently of that, I made plans to go to a bar in the afternoon and play Magic with, like, the hipster bartender from the barbecue restaurant across the street from my house. (laughs) And all of his friends who work at various restaurants and bars around there. And I got to say that I kind of enjoyed – the like casual hipster magic more than I enjoyed the serious nerd magic.
1: That's hardly surprising. Maybe I-
0: that was because I was it, I was kind of magicked out by the time I got to the draft.
2: Well but the but wasn't the like hipster magic just a bunch of people all playing in one like large Yeah, game? it was like
0: a four it was like a four person free for all wow,
2: that just sounds so just good. Drinking a bunch so of fun. beer, yeah.
0: playing decks from all different eras Of Magic was just, like, whatever random cards that they had. One of the guys was, was, like, had pretty clearly played a lot of Magic and, like, had, you know, he had decks that were, like, really mechanically sound. Like, this is a this is a deck that relies on a lot of self milling. Like I got to burn a lot of my own cards into the graveyard so that I can then just kick your ass with these things that like get cheaper based on how many creatures are in the graveyard and stuff like that. Like a lot of just like, you know, mechanically gimmicky stuff. But then the rest of the people, the other two people were just like clearly just fucking around, you know? And it was great. It was great to just play a bunch of like four person, everybody attacks everybody. And I'm like, okay, does like damage reset at each person's turn? Like, Yeah, it seems easier. Are we all agreed (laughs) that that's how this works? Like just a bunch of stuff like where we were just like rules clarifications were basically by whatever seemed like the easiest, (laughs) which is absolutely the way that I want that game to work. Uh, That is not to say that I didn't have fun doing a real draft because I did. I lost like more or less all of my games. Though everybody who looked at the deck said, All right, you made a good deck, you just got unlucky, which is kind of the fundamental problem mm. of magic, yeah. right? Like, bad draw, and it's basically the game is over before it
2: starts. Did you ever mulligan?
0: Yes, mulligan down to five in several games, and it was just like, All right, I'm fucked. I like, I honestly like. By the time you mulligan twice by not having enough land or spells or whatever in your hand, like, it basically just feels like, all right, I just lose. Like, huh. I have you're, lost you're already game a disadvantage. before it started. Yeah. That's too bad. I just, you know, what would be your solution to that? If you were trying to solve that problem?
2: Well, do you want a, do you want a game where everyone gets their cool trick to, to happen? <laughs> Or do you want a game where that isn't what people are going for? Like, because if you can just, I mean, if you could just pick your starting hand and then the rest was. Yeah, that becomes a
0: whole different kind of degenerate. Like, it becomes a very different game if you do that.
1: In the Pokemon trading card game, which I forgot to mention, I've also been playing some of the old Game Boy version of that. Um, The mulligan rule is that. If I remember correctly, you can mulligan if you have a hand with with no mana or with no creatures. And there's no penalty for mulliganing. You just have to show your hand to prove that you had either no mana or no creatures. And you draw a new hand, and that's it. It,
0: it also th- takes forever to have to shuffle the deck. Like, oh, I don't want these seven cards, so I'm going to shuffle, let you cut, and then draw six. I don't want these six, I'm going to shuffle, let you cut. Draw five. Like,
3: have you guys played Champions of the Multiverse? No.
1: Have it's a we
3: superhero themed uh, co-op versus like a
0: Sentinels of the Multiverse? Sentinels. That's yeah. It. yeah. Sentinels
3: of the Multiverse. Yeah, sorry. I met
0: the the guy that made that was a KOL fan. I met him oh, yeah. on the Joko cruise, and then I had missed. I had, I hadn't heard of the game, but when I I ordered a copy of it, and he just sent me everything they had ever made like i just got this (laughs) massive package of all of this stuff it's fun it's like
3: i really liked it yeah it's it's kind of a co-op deck it's sort of a deck builder well you get a deck like each superhero is a deck basically right you don't make any choices about it you don't make any choices about the deck i don't Mm think um and then you're you're fighting a deck which is the villain deck that you choose in an environment which is an the environment deck and like you you have to balance the difficulty they don't they don't like balance difficulty by like the number of players. So you have to do it yourself by choosing the, uh, uh, an environment of the right difficulty and a villain of the right difficulty. Um, but what I was, the reason I bring it up is that a lot of the, um, superheroes have like, like they have their, their most important card. And a lot of the other cards are like the, a free action, find that card from your deck and pull it out. Um, and I, like, something like that, like, that sort of uh, card being common might be a way to solve that. Um, I don't know how you'd make, I don't know how you generalize that into a deck building game, though.
2: Having a separate deck of basic lands. Well, I mean, the Hearthstone solution, but, everyone just right, gets no, yeah, everybody one just gets per turn. Mana per turn. Yeah. And that works really well. So, it, you know, it you, you're not... Are there ways to accelerate the number of lands that you get mm-hmm. in Magic? Yep, there are cards that let you play a second land. Yeah, there's
0: there's there's a lot of things that do that in different ways, yeah. depending on what set you're playing.
1: Artifacts that generate mana as well. And-
2: because I mean the, you know, the, the moxes and stuff but I, I didn't know if they because like those were deemed so powerful they, that yeah they, and I think they, they are
0: off. and they don't do stuff like that anymore. it is interesting to see what they've done over the years because multilands were just deemed to be too powerful because you would just always play them right, all the yeah. time right so they've done various incarnations of those like this is a multiland but it comes into play tapped so you can't use it on the first turn this is this is a multiland but it generates colorless mana and if you want to generate one of these two colors you also have to pay a life um huh kind of thing. It maybe those are it. That is what's in the current set. They're pain lands, they call them. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. and I feel like everyone is frustrated with it. They've also talked about they're talking about now just changing the rules and I think they've test they're testing this in the current Pro Tour, where there is an ability called Scry, which is interesting. It lets you like Scry X. You look at the top X cards in your deck and then either put them back on the deck or put them on the bottom of the deck. Mm. And they're talking about adding to, if you mulligan, you can scry one also. So so you get to look at the top six. You get six. to look at one... You, you've got your cards and then you also get to scry one. So you can look at the next one to see whether So that's like, like having okay, seven. It's like having, it's yeah, it's like knowing in advance what your draw might be and deciding like, okay, if I'm going to draw into a better hand of seven, then I know I'm going to keep this. I think that's how it's proposed
2: that oh, it's going to so work. You could, do, you could do if you mulligan once, you scry one. And if you mulligan twice, you get to scry, scry two. Maybe,
0: yeah. I don't know that. Because
2: that's kind of interesting. I mean, that's it, you're still at a disadvantage, but at least you have, yeah, a sense of whether, like, you can potentially prevent yourself from getting a little, you know, even further screwed or, or whatever. I bought some boxes and a playmat. You bought a play mat?
0: Yeah, it's really nice. I've been using Ben's, and it's really nice to just have a surface that cards slide. Also, then I went and played at this bar, and it was like this fucking just bullshit sticky wooden table, and it was really difficult to play Magic on it. So I'm like, I really wish I had one of those mats that I've been playing on at these drafts. Mine's just plain black. I didn't get it with like fucking Justin Bieber on it or something like the other people. <laughs> You didn't
3: get the uh, the anime body pillow.
1: Oh. <laughs> the Magic the Gathering playmat that has two, like, plastic boobs for your wrist at the bottom.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Duh. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about this assignment before the echo?
3: Yeah. Jim, sure. was this, like, friends of yours that made this? Uh, n- I know the guy who made it. Yeah, he... Is, is it okay
0: for me to not think it's very good?
3: I don't think he will ever find out. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this game is very good. Yeah. The, the I think this game has a lot of problems.
1: Voice is certainly...
3: Yeah, I, I actually, like, I got turned off by the writing and the acting really fast, and I turned the off characters. the acting immediately and skipped every cutscene, so... Um, it would just be better, like, this is a classic example of a game that would be better without VO.
0: Like... Yeah. And you yeah. could have had some more songs instead of that VO. <laughs> right? I feel like you yeah. definitely could have... Because uh, apparently there are only, like, five songs in the game.
3: Well, there's more than that, but there's only five, like, in a in the main gameplay. Mm. Like, the rest of them are just special case stuff. Yeah, I... So, I really like the combat system. I... Huh. I really dug that. I got into it. I, I had to, like... I had to work at it. I picked a kind of a high difficulty level because I, I play a lot of rhythm games. Mm. And then I had to... I, I like had to work at getting engaged with it. But I eventually got to the point where I was like it getting into a flow, feeling like I was accomplishing something and really getting into it, getting into the, um, the item synthesis stuff, um, choosing the right spells. Um, I mean, I feel like
2: you sit, you sit in the pain. That's like the mana generation thing. And you're always trying to do that. And you either cast a spell. It seems
1: like where the great majority of the arrows were.
2: Right. Yeah. So well, then, that's you, just always running. You can right? cast spells while you're in there and and start refilling your mana immediately. Or m- and then switch mana. over to it's the mana because that's how it's pronounced in this game.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then switch over to the uh, to the, the spell thing, spell pain or to the defensive thing depending on what's happening. Yeah. And sometimes like some red arrows come in the defensive thing and you have to just abort the spell because right. that's important to block. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I quit playing after I lost to the floor one boss the first time because I was like, I do not ever want to fucking see that thing again. I do not want to be reminded of how objectionable that cutscene was oh. to me ever again. The
2: the like insult thing?
0: Yeah, no, it was that fucking meme guy, like the guy from the painting. There's a like, hey, what's up? Like a like Victorian dude pointing at you, oh, guy. That's,
1: uh... Oh, Ooh, I that didn't guy, realize it was a reference to that.
0: Yeah, I mean... Because yeah. that guy, just... The meme with him is that there's that painting of him and, and then it's just some modern phrase and it's like, my dilemma's number four score and 19, yet none is feminine in origin. Like, that kind of thing where it's <laughs> right. like, oh, fancy words for a phrase that you then that, solve That for. actually
3: fits really well. That, that That's sort of like, with the rest of the humor of the game. Right,
0: exactly. And it's just bad, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, like, and also the... <sighs> the monsters that you're fighting on the floor are just like, these are just three ideas that we had for jokey monsters, right? It's not, there's nothing uniting them thematically. There's, there's nothing. The drops are all super random context. Yeah. The drops are just random things that, that, oh, hipster cotton. Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess you don't like hipsters. Cool. Wink. Like, I don't, it, it just, I don't like making fun of stuff for this reason but this was just so it... nothing had any context it was like just mm. it was like they just shuffled a cards against humanity deck and decided all right the first five cards that i draw are going to be the first floor of the game and the <laughs> s- second set of five cards i draw are going to be the second floor of the game
3: you know what i mean no I, yeah i get it and like, i agree i think I, I think the the writing in this game is very bad. Like actively, not, not just yeah. Yeah. not just mediocre, but like tr- bad because it's trying too hard. It's in bad
0: taste. It, it definitely not f- like, felt like it was trying. Yeah. It yeah. isn't even really badly done. Like the sentences are fine. Right? Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just-
1: The words are in a normal order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the thing. It's not like they don't know how to write.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is often the case with bad writing, right? I mean, writing is often bad because the people just are te- technically bad writers. Right. This is just – they made really bad choices about what things to say. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, yeah, which is yeah. a, a so different objection. It's-
3: I think – I haven't played much of uh, Their an Echo, but for what it's worth, that felt a lot better in terms of the writing, the content, how it was presented – uh, telling an interesting story. Is it the same thing? It's just rhythm game. No, it's uh, it's a voice controlled tactics game. Hmm. Oh, is, it's a weird. Is
1: that a different game by the same guy? Or yeah, okay, yeah. Sequel, So maybe right? the writing sort of in this one was ruined because of the decision for the two primary characters to be asshole teens.
3: Maybe yeah,
1: twenty four year olds.
3: Is that what they said? Yeah. <laughs> yes. re- yeah. yeah. The
1: other they- the well, go on. No. Nope. Well you go, I was well, I, I was gonna change the subject very slightly, but the, the thing that I also really didn't like about this was the fact that it front loads half an or half an hour of tutorial right at the beginning. Oh yeah.
3: That that bugged me too.
1: And and this is after, after coming off of that Mario and Luigi, which also has a lot of systems in it, but introduces them to you very gradually and let and does, you know, okay, now go play the game for a little while. And then we'll introduce the next new thing. Right. Whereas this, yeah. one See, just, I remember specifically a huge feeling lump. about
0: Dream Team that it was I was six hours in and I was still being tutorialized to an extent you, that you, I,
1: you, it does take a while before it stops telling you about new things before you've seen all the new things, but you at least get to move around and jump on guys and fight stuff in between being told about new things. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember playing Flash Flash Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, many many years ago, and enjoying that a lot. Which is you know just DDR, it's just DDR
0: with a keyboard, with a keyboard. Yeah. Was and that the one that had the like stick figure guys and like really low budget audio tracks? Uh, it was like this. There was guy's, there was something like that, but this this one actually band. had
2: some like J-pop mm. kind of audio stuff to it. Uh, and you can play that if you, there is one version of this game where you are learning a spell from a yeah. scroll and. I enjoyed that a lot. That was just straightforward sort of play the game where you're hitting the notes, hitting the like arrows on the notes and stuff. But I could not, I just could not get into the three different panes of stuff. That seemed that you,
1: baffling to me.
2: Well, and you can't it's really
0: hard to keep track. of. It is
2: never, there is never a situation. Sorry, let me rephrase. It is not designed such that you can hit every arrow. Oh yeah. You right? need it, is, to- it is specifically you are, you are meant to be missing stuff and that, I think, grates against my yeah. personality. <laughs> right, okay.
0: I, there's something about the idiom of DDR-style games that I think I have never really fully grokked. I was reminded of, there was a rhythm minigame in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas that I was, there was one point where you're required to play a game of it on the easiest difficulty level in order to progress the
3: plot. Was that the one where you're like, you're, you're, you're on the a beach. car? Like, I think
0: your car is hopping. You're, yeah, you're bouncing your car
3: on its hydros on the beach. Yeah.
0: And you're trying to impress a girl because you like have to go on a date with this girl to advance the plot. Right. I could not complete that mini game until I turn the sound off. Uh. Because there is something just fundamental about ddr style rhythm gameplay that i do not understand how to do and i'm pretty good at guitar hero and rock band guitar like i can play most of the stuff in guitar hero and rock band on expert or like i could when i was in practice so it's not like that i don't have rhythm and it's not that i don't understand how rhythm games work it's that i don't understand i think i don't understand the like level construction idiom of ddr because it's like well with Guitar Hero, you hit the thing when the guitar is making a noise. Yeah. And that's how you know when to hit the thing. But it seems like with DDR stuff, it just kind of seamlessly switches between you're hitting the buttons on the beat, and then you're hitting the buttons kind of syncopated with the beat.
3: Yeah, it it, it will often follow many different things throughout the course of the song.
0: And it's like, I in no way does the music do anything having anything to do with the gameplay <laughs> from my perspective. So like, I feel like I would have been better off in this game, just not being able to hear the music because seeing the stuff coming and trying to anticipate what it was going to do in relation to the music just made it, it made it so I would fuck up. It made it. So I was just doing whatever I would do. If I was just tapping my fingers along with some music.
3: What about for the spells? Because the spells weren't following an instrument or anything. They were just a specific pattern like placed in a measure in the song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are fine. I never fucked those up, but I also had a really hard time with the spell UI. Oh, like because it always had the name of a spell in that circle, which I guess is the one that you used last. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't know. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It told you. It told you what, how much it cost, and yeah,
0: and yeah. The it, UI
3: was pretty baffling. It Really was, and.
0: Also, the sound that it makes when you successfully cast a spell just screams failure. <laughs> like, it's like BOM! Oh, that means you'd something good just, that means you successfully just did something. And then sometimes if there's an X, on, does, does the X on it mean you don't have enough mana? Yeah. Like, you've tried to cast it, but you don't have enough mana?
3: Well, sometimes like, it just means you can't cast this because you, you don't have enough mana. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah I, mm. One thing that DDR games tend to do that this didn't is they uh, color the, color the arrows differently depending on where in the beat they fall. Right. Which I think would have been really helpful. Mm.
2: You can't do that in this, at least in the,
3: in the defense one? Defense one because, because of colored using arrows culture. mean different things. That's
2: yeah.
0: Right, that's right. That was actually kind of interesting, like, knowing you know, knowing that, like, oh, shit, there's a bunch of colored arrows coming, so that's going to be more powerful attacks. I, the only way that I was able to successfully make any progress in the game, which I barely did, you know, I didn't get past the first boss, was just ignoring everything except mana and spellcasting. Like, uh-huh. I'm just going to do this efficiently enough that I can take every bit of damage that comes down the defense track. And I think that's why I just couldn't beat the boss.
2: Going directly from the first floor to the second floor with no grinding in between, I was th- my ass was thoroughly handed to me on the second floor. Can you go back? Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, that's good at least. What difficulty were you on uh,
2: when I was doing that? It was not the babyest. It was like one above baby. Right. Yeah, I was also playing one above. And then I went back to the first floor, and that was just dull. So I upped it to the to I guess hard or normal or whatever. And Do you that get more was the reason for higher difficulty levels or anything. Say what.
0: Do you get more XP for higher difficulty levels? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad that we played this. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like I learned some things that I don't like.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
2: and I'm curious is- how I would design a sort of a compelling uh, DDR RPG. Like, I don't, I don't like the three panes, but how would I make combat yeah. compelling?
0: It was also interesting to play a game that the only bad thing about it The bad things about it were the design and the writing. Like, the execution was fine. Technically, it's fine. And it looks okay. Like, the only issues that this game has are aesthetic issues. Which is interesting, right? Like, this is like, okay, this is just somebody... This is somebody who's good at their job. I just don't like the stuff they like. Which is... Yeah. You know, a different kind of thing than like, oh, this game doesn't run or whatever. Or is ugly?
2: How do you know that your writing is forced, right? Because I, it, I don't think you, I don't think they necessarily felt like they were writing something that that sounded stilted, right? Like
3: uh, testing—that's
2: the
0: only way to know. Would somebody tell them though? I
2: mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: Would you have, if you had seen this, would you have said, "Ah, oh, Jesus, this is like"?
3: Maybe not. Like, especially like if it was late. And there was a lot of writing. I might just not bring it up just because it's, well, it's too late now. Especially,
2: especially if they've already recorded audio. <laughs> right. Oh, oh
3: God. Jesus. If they'd already done. Yeah. That, that game that's just, just
2: did not need that. And
0: how much money did they spend on it? Maybe none. Maybe they just had, maybe yeah, that was just their sister just, yeah. or something. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: There were there were a couple of exchanges that I thought were humorous, but in general. it Well, just even a stopped clock is funny twice a day. Sure.
0: It was just really, it seemed really nerd pandery, and that drives me fucking crazy. It's like, oh, let's say something about bacon.
3: People will love that. Did it actually have a bacon joke in there? Oh, I'm sure it did eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff is, it definitely turns me off. That. Do you guys remember, I don't know if this is still happening, but when the... Whatever company Brad Ward, Wardell runs, Stardock, got the rights to make a new Star Control game.
2: I, this was like six months or a year ago or something? It
3: was over a year ago, I think. Okay. Um, and... I remember seeing people say, well, I, that... that I don't know, Does do they have the chops to make a funny game? Right. And then someone posted a screenshot from... Um, one of their uh, it's a Galactic Civilization series that was just like the – like one of the worst attempts at comedy writing that I've ever seen in my life.
2: Huh. I mean, if I – I'm trying to imagine what a game – like if I tried to sit down and, and write a game, I think it would be pretty bad.
3: And But it would probably be funny. Well –
2: for certain definitions of funny, maybe sure. it would
3: have a lot I don't of think puns that, in it.
1: Yeah, a lot I think of complicated would write, puns.
0: You would write a really dad jokey kind of thing, and that'd sure, be yeah. fine. That would not be offensive, right? Like it might not be. It might yeah, be great, know. but it's not going to be. Yeah, just it's not going to be death spank,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, when I I was, find death spank kind of charming, though, because of this just just relentless badness right like but it's but it's like <laughs> relentless cliche
0: badness yeah. which is
2: just different than like it's like brain candy like you're, you just don't have to you, like you can like ingest it and it just doesn't take any energy at all yeah. to like
3: what i was getting at yeah. though was like when you're in a situation like that when you have no idea what good writing is like how do you 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 don't know right you don't know it's bad yep you can't hire good writers because how would you know?
2: Right, it's not a, it's not a thing you think you need. Right, right. And it's, a, it's we. I mean, we were in that situation with, with art. With art, <laughs> yeah. Right, like we we made a game that we thought looked fine, and then like once we actually showed it to people, when it was way too late, they're like, "Oh God, what the fuck!" <laughs> uh, so we can stick with an art style that we know we know and that we know resp- like people respond to or we can find people who are just i mean that's a the thing you will talk about
0: how much how much more the art in master swords is acceptable and i just think it's garbage i think it is just like commodity cliche indistinguishable from everything else garbage but you're like, this game looks fine. That game looks bad. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I clearly just cannot be trusted.
3: Well, it, to commodity to, basically, like cliche basically means it looks fine. Means popular, <laughs> right? Know? Yeah, I guess. Like, and and if the selling point of the game isn't the art, then I, ideally you'd want the selling point of the game to be everything. Sure. Um, but if it's if all it all you need is one good hook, and if everything else is passable, then you've got a game you can sell. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, speaking of games we can sell, what's our next assignment, Riff? I don't actually know the name of it.
1: Our next assignment is uh, Ojimon, or uh, Ojisan Monsters, which is an iOS and Android game that I can't actually say a link because it's all in Japanese, and it's actually pretty hard to look up on the App Store, but presumably we'll be able to find a link for the show notes and the forum.
3: I was not able to find it in the Google Play Store, but I was able to find it by searching on Google for Play Store okay. <laughs> it's it's Ojiman. Okay,
0: it
1: is O
3: J I M A N
1: O J I M A N. Uh M-O-N.
0: M-O-N. It is.
1: It is basically a, a cookie clicker or clicker heroes type game, except you're collecting. You're collecting all the original pokemon except they all have tired middle-aged man faces and then you put them to work in your gold mine (laughs) and you can upgrade their pickaxes
3: can you make them more tired
1: uh when you when you uh when you don't have the app running they they'll they'll keep mining but eventually they go to sleep so you have to log in every I don't know eight hours or whatever, and tap a bunch of them to
3: wake Beat wake them, them back up. Yeah, yeah to I, I, start
1: what? working again, assholes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I mean, there's not a lot to it, but it's it's clever and and funny. And I just I don't know. Every time I unlock a new monster and see another classic Pokemon with this weird old tired man face on it, I get a laugh. Yeah, so, well, we
0: haven't really done a clicker game as an assignment to really
3: talk about. So. Yeah. Yeah, true. we sh- that's a good topic. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Dungeon Keeper was slapping the imps to make them work faster. It was just right. like if you have enough spare time to do this sort of thing, you can like make it more efficient, you know, you Eke can out more. speed up the yeah. speed up the operations so you'll see. D- I- and it was also just like it's just kind of fun
0: it yeah. is but i felt the same way about that that i feel like about okay well if you want to do a speed run of symphony of the night you just have to be fucking backdashing the entire time <laughs> yeah but- like any like because of that feature anytime you're not slapping dudes you're just wasting your time and <laughs> well, I was you like, could just oh, i think play that's Dungeon true keeper to have it. fun well, i think yeah. that's
2: just true in life <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's true you know what else is true in life kevin what? If somebody wanted to get a hold of us for our listeners <laughs> mail segment that we do every week. How would they do that?
2: Uh, well, I would recommend that they go to our website, which is videogameshotdog.com. And you find our little uh, comments and question form there and uh, submit a comment or question.
3: Well, we talked about hot dogs this week.
2: We did. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Good job. Technically, we talk about hot dogs every time we talk
0: about tacos. (laughs) Guys, I've had a great time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your shoulder in the blender and keep looking at the bed.
2: Mm. Until next week. Have a great week, everybody. Good night.
3: Oh, that goofus.